Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to the first trading day of August. That's August 2nd. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Excited to be with you this morning as I thought I might have to be in Fort Pierce for jury duty, but hey, not today. So, uh, so hope you again, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll dive in and see how July actually ended up as we look to see how August might take off. That and more when Dave joins us in just a moment. But before that, remember, please remember, there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to our portfolios. We can't control the markets. We can't control the government. We can't control the geopolitical environment. But we can control how much risk we have in our portfolio. If you don't know what that number is, please give us a call at 863-382-0037 and schedule your financial x-ray. With that, we're looking forward to Dave coming on next. Light FM Jack and Diane and Dave and Philip. Yeah, we're all here. Time to check in on your money and find out what is going on. The Philip is Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, and he's on the line this morning. Philip, I hope you had a good weekend. Hey, I did, Dave. I did have a good weekend. Glad to be here with you today. Uh, so it is. Uh, hey, this is the first trading day of August. Um, oh yeah. The 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 middle month of the quarter, and so I, I thought it might be interesting just to kind of um, look at. Because because every now and then I, I can actually look at the, the numbers for the whole month, and this is one of them. So I, I thought that was interesting. We'd start off this morning, maybe kind of look at what the numbers ended up for the month of July. How um, was it? Because we were up and down so much, I don't even have a feel for how the month ended up. So it was. So we ended up up on all the indexes. The the Dow ended up one and a quarter percent for the month, hmm. down last week a third of a percent. Yeah, the, I was going to say, we were down almost a full half a percent on Friday, so I'm pleasantly yep. surprised. Yep, and then uh, and then the NASDAQ ended up the month of July up 1.16%, um, but last week they actually lost 1.1%. So, man, they would have been up 2.25% had they not had a bad week last week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the S&P 500 did end up, up for the month of July, up 2.25%. Um, and they were down about a third of a percent last week. Okay, because yeah, Friday was kind of an off day. I mean, around the half a percent mark for all three of the major indexes. And like I said, it was such an upsy downsy month. It's danged hard to keep track in terms of a running total in the head. I'm glad we ended up with a gain for the month on the major indexes, which brings us into August. And uh, you kind of got a red flag to start the morning out because. Uh, Boy, what a surprise. Saw the movie before. Congress missed the extension deadline for the debt ceiling, so the federal government is now officially in conservation mode, spending the money they need to without spending any more than they need to, and we'll run out of cash and start defaulting on our debt in about three months, which means in about two months and 29 days, Congress will get around to doing something about it, I'd wager, right? Yeah, that's it. You know, the... um which you know, it surprised me. We've not heard anything about this. I mean, at least I hadn't uh, until I saw this headline um, hit my ticker this morning that the um, you know Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, uh, came out and basically said, you know, they're going into emergency conservation mode. They've got about three months worth of cash to pay their bills um, without issuing any new debt. 
and then uh, and then all bets are off. So um, so that means that so all that does is buy Congress enough time to do a couple of things. Either they raise the debt ceiling or they suspend the debt ceiling. Um, and they don't do one of those two things, then the alternative is and has never been seen before is we would default on our U.S. debt, which they, that would not be good for our government or the economy. No, it would be a morale real kick in the pants. I, I had seen it mentioned on the uh, network news and the national newscast, but it's kind of interesting. It's been kind of buried down in the list of news headlines and, you know, kind of eight steps below the Olympics to give you an idea of where it shows up in the news radar. And that's probably an indication that we're getting so doggone used to Congress and those bloviating wads of goo up in Washington you know, playing chicken with our financial health that, we're almost used to the notion, and now all of a sudden the debt ceiling running out? Oh, what the heck, it's just another day in paradise, which pretty sad statement on the way we govern this country, isn't it? It is. Now, you're Like you said, we, we've been here before, we've done this before, and uh, the hope is we come out with a little faster outcome. We can only hope. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a usual Monday. There's not a lot of stocks that are reporting their earnings uh, before the uh, opening starts on Monday, especially on the first one of the month. we got a couple of reports coming out of the government later on this morning. Construction spending, I suspect, is going to be the one that's going to move the needle the most. The other one is a manufacturing, uh, manufacturing inflation rate that we'll find out something about as time goes on. But construction spending, I suspect, could move the needle given the housing reports we've had over the past two weeks. Yeah, you're right. That will be, to me, that will be an important number. Granted, it's a June number that we'll be looking at, but still, it will, um, it'll be a data point that will be very important as we look at that one and what July's number looks like to see what direction construction spending is heading. Understood. Other things that are going to be uh, talked about on Wall Street. I got I got two IPOs coming up. Before I talk about the uh, the new initial public offerings, did you happen to see what happened to Robinhood on Friday? I know after their original IPO, they actually were down at the end of the day. I, I, I did. So here's the deal with Robinhood. I found this interesting. Three hundred thousand of Robinhood users actually um, got in on the initial public offering. So mm -hmm. that's about a third, 1.3%. 1.3% of the company now will be, have, have been funded by um, people that actually use Robinhood. So on Friday, it ended up almost 1% to $35.15. Um, and it's up another 1% right now pre-market. Uh, right now it's at $35.50. Uh, the high when it came out was $40.25, not much of a bump above uh, the IPO price. I, I was giggling about that just on the grounds that I found it the PR move of the century to take the people that basically were talking stocks up and down all the time on Reddit that were using uh, – that were, that were using Robinhood, let them buy into the deal so that they don't talk the place down during the, uh, on the social media. I thought that was a great PR move on their part. Hey, you know, let the users, you know, let, let your, your, let your customers be part of your uh, ownership. Yeah. No, yeah. Morally it makes sense too, but I also found a good PR. Uh, this week and sometime over the next few weeks, anyway, we're going to have two new IPOs, hot stuff coming up, both Weber Grills and Traeger Grills have both announced during the recovery that they're going to start an IPO. If you like your hot dogs and bratwurst on the grill, your grill could very well be a publicly traded stock before too long. 
Yeah, it's a, I mean, there's more and more of them rolling out. I think we had yeah. record record numbers last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have another record number this year at the rate we're going. Hey, to that uh, event, as far as uh, corporate news, we had General Electric uh, came out, and they uh, they completed their uh, one for eight reverse stock split. So uh, today's price uh, on Friday, you know, General Electric was like uh, $10.30. Well, today it's $103.12 right now. Um, so a, a big jump for them. It looks a lot different when you start looking at General Electric again. It's kind of interesting because that was one of the reasons that they fell off of the Dow because their valuation by stock price didn't meet the Dow Jones Industrial Average standards. I'm wondering if somebody's got aspirations of maybe getting back into the big leagues at GE. Well, if they do, Dave, they got a lot more than just doing reverse stock splits to get there. <laughs> yeah, I expect so. Other <laughs> tidbits out today. I did see a note that uh, Sky News Australia got suspended from YouTube because they were passing COVID rumors again. So. Uh, that that little element of politics is not going to stop anytime soon, is it? No, it's not. And then we got talking about vaccines. Moderna, uh -huh. Pfizer, and BioNTech have all increased the price of the COVID-19 vaccine in their latest supply contracts. Well, gosh. Well, you got something that's in demand. You might as well make some money off of it, right? That's right. That's right. Evidently. The only other economic tidbit, I've got a great consequence as a piece that I found this morning. Kind of interesting. We got the GDP report out last week, and it was a little bit of a disappointment. We expected more growth than we got. However, off of that second quarter GDP first look, we are finally, and you can put a trumpet fanfare behind this if you want, finally at a gross domestic product above where we were before we went to heck in a handbasket with the COVID thing last spring. So one more hurdle cleared. We're finally back to where we were last spring at this time. If you took a curve upward where we were going last spring, we aren't there yet. So we've still lost ground over who it would have been. But at the very least now, we're finally at the very least back to where we were. I guess you can call that a good sign for the economy. Absolutely. You know, and, and let's just kind of obviously people know there's not much happening as much as you and I are rambling on. But uh, uh, but let's kind of lay the foundation for the rest of this week, Dave. So we do have yeah. some economic numbers that will be coming out um, as we progress through this week. Uh, one of them, we already talked about construction spending, but tomorrow we'll have factory orders come out. That's that's kind of an important number. Um, and then Wednesday. Uh, we'll have ADP. That's the, the first Wednesday of the month. We'll have the ADP employment report, as well as um, some of the other um, indexes coming in. And then Thursday, obviously, the continued uh, jobless uh, claims, initial claims. And then Friday will be the non-farm payrolls, Dave. It'll be the unemployment rate will come out. And those type of numbers will hit on Friday as we end up this first week of August. Yeah, the big mover of the week, of course, the monthly unemployment rate number that comes out on Friday. That's going to be the big mover in the process, which kind of is going to make Wednesday look kind of important with the ADP numbers, since we've been somewhat disappointed by our unemployment numbers week by week lately. Well, that, that's true. We have we continue to, uh, you know, be uh, maybe we're just overly optimistic, Dave. I don't I don't know, but the, the, those numbers are. And it will be interesting because as this uh, Delta variant continues to uh, spread rapidly um, around the country, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that may affect the, the unemployment numbers. 
Understood. Yeah, I read over the weekend that our hospital account here in Florida is right up where it was in the middle of last year at the uh, peak of the summer bump, which is not good news. We don't have the death rate we've had before, but still it's landing a whole running ton of people in the hospital, and that could affect the employment rate. Setting the table again, Friday was an off day on Wall Street. I was glad to hear that all three major indexes were up for the month at the very least because we were down 149 on the Dow, down 24 on the S&P, and down about 105 and a half on the NASDAQ on Friday. 45 minutes before we open a new week, Philip, how are we looking? Well, it's a new week and a new month, Dave. Let's don't forget that. We are in the green with the indexes, at least. The Dow's up $104. That's about a third of a percent. The uh, S&P 500 is up almost $18. That's uh, four-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ is up almost a half a percent. Russell 2000, that's a small cap uh, index there, up uh, almost $15. That's up almost two-thirds of a percent. So things are looking really good on that front. Let's take a look at the commodity side, though. It's a little bit different boat. We've got silver down. Uh, three-tenths, gold's down almost three-tenths, um, and then crude oil. You know, we, we like it. I don't like the number yet, but I like the direction it's heading today. Down 1.2% to $73.09 a barrel, Dave. It's always interesting how it goes down overnight, back down into what looks like a trading range these days, 72 to 73. You know, it stays at the very least there and doesn't go up from there. Overseas markets, almost everybody's happy this morning off of our futures. The Asian rim closed up markedly. Chinese markets up by the better part of 2%, as a matter of fact. Europe is up in the half a percent range halfway through their day on all of their major markets. Uh, looking at the uh, all the factors that affect one's retirement account, the one thing you can actually control is how much risk you take, Philip. A lot of us don't know how much there is. How do I find you to get a look at mine? You're right, Dave, and that's the problem. People don't realize how much risk they really have in their portfolio, and that's the one thing they can't control. They can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their financial x-ray. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. They can also follow us on Facebook at Statler Financial Services. And, of course, join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, on Highlands News Talk, 730. Ian, back here again with a snapshot of the day ahead tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. I'll text you then, okay? All right, man. You have a great day. Be well. I appreciate it. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It is the first week of August. Um, as summer winds down, kids go back to school. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Delta variant, the markets, how they kind of look at all this. So stick with us over the coming weeks. Take care. Have a great day. Bye now.